Listeners, attention. Welcome to Military Life Talk, where we talk about the ins and outs of life in the military. Today we will be getting insight on Staff Sergeant Ronald Vargas, a United States Marine. How are you doing today, Staff Sergeant? I'm doing great. Just uh, over here working, trying to find the next latest and greatest. So, Staff Sergeant Vargas, how long have you been a Marine? Uh, So right now I'm uh, 13 years, close to 14 years now. And how have you liked that? Um, honestly, this has been the best experience that I've ever had. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't have pictured myself, you know, doing anything else now looking, you know, back into the past, uh, you know, to set myself up for, for my future. So let's go back to when you first signed up for the Marines. Um, why was the Marines your choice? Um, to be honest, I, I didn't, I didn't even know the difference. Um, I was in high school. I was 17 years old. Um, I, you know, being in the military never even crossed my mind at all. Uh, and, and just like most people nowadays, um, you know, I was pretty ignorant to, the, to what exactly, you know, pertained to, to becoming, you know, a Marine or a soldier. Um, and then one day just I had a guy in uniform come up to me. You know, he asked me about what my goals are in life, what I want to do, you know, what I want to accomplish. Um, and I feel like whenever you have a, a, a random person, right, a stranger, you know, ask you that, you, you start to think about, you know, what those choices really are, what you want to do. Um, so, you know, I thought to myself and, uh, you know, I had a long conversation in my head and, um, and and that's when I decided that the Marines would be a good choice to look into. So what were you doing before that? What was your family situation like? Um... I mean, my you know my mom when she was a single mother. Um, I had four, you know, four siblings at, at the time, and she's working two jobs. Um, so you know, it was the situation at home. It was just like, you know, seeing her work, and then I would go to school. Uh, but I was one of those guys that you know didn't take school too seriously back then. It was, you know, you're a teenager and you're just enjoying life, having fun, not thinking about the future. Uh, so, you know, I mean, a, t- a typical teenager lifestyle, I guess. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you you were 17 when you signed up. Yeah, well, it was, so I was 17 when I when I first had the interview. Um, and then I didn't actually leave to boot camp until I was 18. But, yeah, I, I did have to have my mom's permission uh, to enlist into the delayed entry program that we have. Um, and I was in that program for about six months before... You know, I shipped out to boot camp. How did you like that process? Of uh, going to boot camp or being in a delayed entry program? Being in the delayed entry program. It was good. Um, you know, I, I like that the tool that we have kind of established here is um, the delayed entry program just sets you, you know, sets you up for success. So that transition going from civilian to, to military, um, you know, it's an easier transition. So, you know, you, you work on your fitness, you start to learn mannerisms, you know, um, start to establish that self-direction and discipline. Um, so, it, it, like I said, it just prepares you to, to the rigors of, of what boot camp training is like. So, you know, once I transitioned and I actually went to boot camp, um, I wasn't lost to where I was like, oh, man, what's going on? What are the next steps? You know, what should I expect? Uh, I was kind of already 
in tune of what I need to do. So your recruiters were, um, they were honest about boot camp, weren't they? Yeah, they were completely honest. Um, you know, show me videos, what to expect. Um, and, I, you know, I, funny story is that I, I actually got a hold of my recruiter um, about a month ago, two months ago, you know, and, and I wrote him a long message and, and I just thanked him, you know, thanked him for everything that he was able to do for me and this future that that I have, you know, obviously the, the life that I have now um, was all because of him because he he was one of those guys that didn't quit on me, right? Um, and, and funny story is I actually, I dodged my recruiter probably a good four times um, before I actually sat down and had that, you know, that one-on-one interview with him. Um, you know, he came up to me, asked me what my, my goals were in life, and, um, you know, I told him what I, what I wanted to do. And, and even then, right, even when you tell someone what it is that you want to accomplish, you, as a teenager, you don't take those steps, right? A lot of people, uh, they don't they don't take things seriously. Um, so he, you know, he would he would call me up every couple months, like, hey, do you want to sit down and talk now? Um, and it, I actually just, I sat down and talked to him, so he would stop calling me, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and, and afterwards, like, my mind was blown. Uh, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know anything about the military, and I learned a lot that day. Uh, and that very same day, I, I, you know, I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my future, uh, was to become a Marine, to set myself up. Uh, for success for the future. Did you get processed out of L.A.? No, I actually got processed out of Salt Lake City. Oh, you're from Utah. Yeah, well, originally from L.A. Um, I moved to Utah when I was about 12. So, you know, I enlisted out of out of Utah. Oh, okay. Um, so, now let's get into your process that turned you from a civilian to a Marine recruit to a United States Marine. What I know is that there are two boot camps for Marines. At least that's what I that's what I remember. Did you go to Lejeune or did you go to Pendleton? Uh, so there's that, there there are two boot camps, and one is in South Carolina, uh, and the other one is in um, San Diego. So it's different states, but or, uh, Lejeune is in North Carolina. The training is in South Carolina, so. Yeah, I actually went to San Diego on the West Coast. Oh, okay. Does it have to do with um, your different specialties based off of where you go? Uh, no, it, so it has to do, you know, depending on where you live. Uh, you know, if you live on the east side of Mississippi, you go to the East Coast um, training. If you live on the west side of the Mississippi, then you go to the West Coast training. So tell me about what boot camp was like what was the vibe like when you stepped up, stepped off that bus was there any regret at all no not at all it was you know it was uncertainty um like i, I just it was in shock right like the joint instructors come up and you know, hey get off my bus and it's it goes from you know playing around to to, to it's game on, right? Like it's time to work and it's time to, uh, you know, obviously perform. So um, I, I knew once, you know, you got off of the bus and, you know, put yourself on those yellow footprints that it was game on. Like 
it's time to you know get get serious. Because you know you tell your your um your future Marines that it it is gonna be hard and how do you how do you tell them to get through knowing you've been through that same thing as well? Um, what I like to tell you know my my police or my program right now is you know life is hard period you know whether you decide to go to college whether you decide to be a marine or whether you decide to be a person that just stays home all day right it's life is going to be hard um so that's what we want to do is just prepare them mentally you know and physically so once they get to to the two training um it's an easier transition so we we put in the work we put in you know obviously training um so when, the, when it comes time to perform uh, they're they're not behind you know the power curve. So throughout your boot camp experience, was there a lot of stress involved? Mm, just my personal experience. Um, honestly, I I did not personally I did not feel the stress to where it was like uh, not you know not manageable. You know, of course you you get out of your comfort zone. There's you know, waking up earlier than you're used to. Uh, and then obviously like the physical training that we do, uh, but everything that we do is, is for a reason. Um, and, and it ended up paying off. What kind of training did they have you do there though? Um, it's physical training, you know, you, you learn how to drill, um, you learn discipline, you learn how to work as a team. Um, it's, you know, boot camp at the end of the day, you're going to come out a stronger, uh, better version, you know, than you left. So, so I, I, at least that was my personal experience. So how long is basic training for Marines? Uh, basic training is 13 weeks long. Uh, 13 weeks long of, um, you know, different activities that we do there. Like what specific things? Um... You're saying like what specific training do we do? Yes. Uh, I mean, we take on challenges as far as like, um, you know, running, push-ups. Um, we do different courses. You learn how to, you know, shoot a weapon. You know, those those kind of training. That's uh, that's what I went through, anyways. How long is Weapons Week for you guys? Because for the Navy, we have. Um, Weapons week for like a week, I'd say. Um, it's about two weeks long. Yeah, it was about two weeks long that, for one, you learn about the weapon, right? You learn how to um, aim. You, you know, you, you learn how to clean it. Every, everything about it. It's called uh, grass week, to where you're, you're you're zoning in before you even shoot, and that's a whole week, right? And then the next week is when you qualify to to try to become a marksman. So with all that training, like, it must have been, like, it sounds stressful to me, but what motivated you to get through everything with all the discipline and all the yelling and all the intense training? Um, to me, it was my goal, right? At the end of the day, everyone joins for a reason. Whether you're that person who wants to be challenged um, whether you're that person who wants to, you know, be a Marine for the benefits or just for that pride of belonging of being a Marine, right? Speaks for itself, speaks volumes. Um, 
you, you look back as to why it is that you joined and why it is that you want to be a Marine. Um, and that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, you know what, I did this for a reason. Um, and it's, it's having commitment, right? It's having that, um, that factor of you're going to do whatever it takes to, to complete, you know, the training. So in the Navy for boot camp, our, the last thing that we do is called battle stations. That's like our final test before we become sailors. What's the final thing that you do before you're officially a Marine? Uh, yeah, so we go through this training um, called the Crucible. Uh, and, and what this is is, you know, three days of intense training, you know, very little sleep. Uh, you're working as a team, going through different obstacles, um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if, if you make it through the whole training, um, and it, it, it is intense, you know, you get to earn a title Marine. And what's the feeling of that? Oh, man. Um, I still remember, uh, you know, look, looking back 13 years ago, uh, it was, it was like all your hard work paid off, right? Like, um, you could look at it like, you know, graduating from uh, college or, you know, winning the, the Super Bowl, right? Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a gradual, um, hard, you know, hard work and it's training that you have to do. You know to get to the top and once you get to the top and you've completed it everything is like you know you're finally a marine um and you just feel like a, a, a sense of accomplishment uh, and then that pride so all your hard work paid off like that's the the sense of the feeling that you get so you must still have that eagle globe and anchor coin yeah uh, i do actually i have it at home it's at, <laughs> it's at my mom's house um and you know, I have a box full of of my uh, my military gear that I've had, some of the awards that I've had over the years, and uh, I still keep it, you know. So we, I still I still hold it to you know what it means to to be a Marine, um, you know, having the the honor, the courage, and the commitment, um, you know, those those are our our core values, and, and you know, still try to maintain that. So your fam I'm guessing your family must have been extremely proud. Yeah, uh, and the funny thing is, you know, like I was talking about earlier, my mom and she was, um, she was one of those parents. She's Hispanic, you know. She's one of those parents that never wanted me to be a marine. She never, you know, she was scared. Like, oh, you're gonna go out and die, you know, what they see in the movies, uh, which you know, definitely that's not how it is. Um, and now she's my biggest supporter. So she's, you know, has the, the sticker, proud Marine parents. She has my photo, you know, up on the wall. And, and my little brother, four years later, um, he became a Marine. So both, both of our pictures are, are on the wall as soon as you walk into our house. So let's move forward with after you were issued your Eagle Globe and Anchor Pin. So what was it that you picked as your MOS or Marine Specialty? Yeah, so my job, um, it's uh, administration. So, I, you know, uh, like I said, originally I wanted to go in. Um, I wanted to go to college. And that was what I felt would be the best opportunity, right? It's just the, the hours were pretty set. And and that's actually what I did. I would, I would go to college after work, um, you know, try to earn my degree. 
and yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last 14 years. Um, you know, prior to this uh, recruiting duty here, but um, yeah, administration. So, did you go anywhere after boot camp before you returned home on leave? No, after boot camp, I went home uh, for 30 days, um, and that was just because of the timing. Right, it was around Christmas time. So it was about 30 days, you know, I got to spend time with my family. Um, I was out there, you know, having, I guess being that, that, because uh, Utah obviously doesn't have a lot of Marines, right? Like you don't see them every day. So I was that like poster boy child, <laughs> you know, for the Marine Corps. And, and I was that one of those guys that wore my uniform to, you know, to go to Walmart. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I was proud. It was just that that pride of belonging I got wore it, you know, every day. So, so that, was, was, that was my experience. So, was there any infantry school at all for you? Yeah. So after, the, you know, the way it works is if we have infantry and then we have non-infantry related jobs or not non-combat related jobs. Uh, regardless, we we all have training that we go through. Um, it just goes through a different path. So. Uh, I went to MCT, just like Marine Combat Training, um, and we did like night training, you know, night vision training, learned how to navigate, uh, shot different weapons. Um, it was just pretty fun, right? You got to like, you know, just be a Marine. <laughs> you got to do Marine Corps stuff and things that people pay to do sometimes. Oh, that's that's amazing. So. Where have you been stationed, and what was your favorite place that you were stationed? Um, so my first duty station was in Oceanside, in uh, Camp Pendleton. Uh, my second duty station was in San Francisco. Uh, my third duty station was in um, Virginia, in Quantico. And then I was able to go to Salt Lake City. So <laughs> I was able to go back home, uh, you know, do my training out there, and then uh, finally, I'm over here right now. This is my fifth duty station, which is in Los Angeles, uh, recruiting. So how do you like being stationed here? Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, like I said, I'm originally from out here. I still have family uh, that's out here. Uh, and you were saying that, you know, which one's probably been my favorite so far. And um, I got to say San Francisco. San Francisco is one of those, you know, it, it's a, it's different. You. You look at Los Angeles, you look at San Francisco and San Diego, and, and they almost seem like three different states, just the, the <laughs> environment and the people. So, um, yeah, I mean, the San Francisco is probably my favorite one. So how much work did it take for you to become a staff sergeant? Like, did you start out as an E1 and then make your way up to E6, I believe? Yeah, it's E6. I mean, it, it, you know, it is hard work. Um, but as long as you do what you have to do, um, you know, you'll, you'll end up getting promoted. You know, if you're a good Marine, uh, you know how to lead, obviously, um, you know, you start off following directions, being moving fast, you know, no questions asked and, um, you work your way up through the ranks. So it's, I feel like if, as long as you're a good Marine, right, you, you know what you have to do, um, and you're an overachiever, you, you know, you want to get promoted, you know, you're going to get promoted. So after all of your assignments, everywhere you've been, um, how did you become a recruiter? What, how did that happen? 
Uh, yeah, so I was in Salt Lake City, my last duty station. And, you know, I felt like I was at a point in my life that I uh, I wanted to give back. You know, I, I knew that I, I already knew that I always wanted to be a recruiter, to be honest. Um, and that's just because of how blessed I, I felt like I've been you know, I, I feel like I've been blessed, and that's because of the merit of the Marine Corps. Um, so I, I've been, I wanted to do recruiting just to uh, give back, you know, to the community and to give other people who were in my situation, um, or my circumstances, you know, those same those same opportunities. So, you know, I volunteered to come out here, and uh, you know, hope you know find the best uh, of the best and people who want to better themselves and have dreams and goals um, you know I'll show them a way that we can help them out how much longer do you plan on staying a recruiter um, so right now I got here in about October uh, I have about another two years left so what do you two and a half years so what do you want to do after that um, after this I mean you never know right <laughs> Two years is a long time. You can't really foresee it, but uh, I would say that I—I'm not sure yet. Honestly, um, maybe Hawaii or you know, go to Camp Pendleton again. You know, I guess wherever the Marine Corps needs me, that's that's where I'll be ready to go. So it must feel good for you every time you send a perfectly healthy, ready-to-go future Marine to boot camp. Yeah, it, it does, um, and that's just because all the hard work that you put in, right? Like, you know, just because you you sign up today doesn't mean you're gonna go to boot camp tomorrow. Like, that's not really how it works. Like I was telling you, we have that delayed entry program, um, and right now, I, you know, I have two guys that are in boot camp that I've signed up personally, um, and then I have about fifteen, no, sorry, thirteen other uh, pulleys that I have, you know, that are waiting for their ship date to go, um, and. You know, being able to work out with them and just see their growth and their progress just being in our program. Um, and, you know, they're they're amped up to go and they're ready to be Marines. You know, like that's, that's the thing that I love is seeing that hard work, seeing that high school student or a person who was, you know, working at McDonald's or something um, and seeing them transition into becoming a Marine. You know, that speaks volumes for, for itself. Like just that same feeling of having that hard work pay off, um, man, it's a great feeling. This is exactly, you know, why I volunteered to come out here is, you know, make Marines and uh, and see that growth in people, make that change in, into their lives. I bet they come back a lot and they thank you. They do. <laughs> they they definitely do. It's, um, you know, it's a, you say it's like a thankless job, but, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain the feeling. I get it. Like, it's just like um, feeling like you won the Super Bowl every time, you know, over <laughs> and over again. So, yeah, great. It's a great feeling. And you must be pretty proud of your future Marines. Yeah, no, I'm proud, I'm proud of them for sure. They they put in the work and, you know, that, that hard work will pay off. So, Last question I have to you is... The motto of the Marines is the few and the proud, correct? Yeah, one of, one of them. I mean, we have a lot of them, but that is one of our models, yes. What does it mean to you? To me, uh, personally, the few and the proud, it's, there, there's a saying out there as well, is like, if, 
if everybody could be a Marine, then we wouldn't be the Marine Corps, right? Like, this is one of the hardest, um, you know, most challenging um, branches of service, but I would say it's the most rewarding. And again, that's just my opinion. Um, but And that's just because our standards, right? We, we maintain high standards. We don't lower the bar. You know, instead we raise the bar and challenge people to, to reach that level, right? So when you say the few and the proud, that's, um, you know, not everybody has what it takes to get up and, and, you know, take on challenges every day, right? People are comfortable. People want to stay in their comfort zone, and, and they're good with that. You know, Marines are, are always hungry. They're always ready for the next, you know, the next challenge. And, you know, they love setting goals and, you know, achieving those goals. So when I say the few are proud, it's, um, again, not everybody could do it. So that's why we call, we're called the few are proud. Thank you so much, Staff Sergeant Vargas, for being on my show. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. I, I really do appreciate the time. And thank you for your service. This is Rafael Fogo-Schensel from kpcradio.com. Attention on deck.